Okay. Uh, I'm going to see if you guys can hear me on the show. Please let me know. You can text me and let me know if you hear me on the show because apparently some people were not able to hear me. Alicia, if you can hear, please go ahead and text or let me know that you can hear me fine. Okay, I do believe that um, I am able to hear now myself on the on the actual show. So what that means is that I'm going to go ahead and move forward. Hopefully, those of you who are uh, still live on the show, uh, I'm going to go ahead and move forward. I'm going to unmute someone, and um, I'm going to call out the last four of your phone number. And if you can hear me, just say yes. Okay, so the person whose phone number is ending in 5088, can you hear me on the show? I can hear you, Trina. Yay. Okay, okay. So that individual has said that they can actually hear me um, on the show. So, um, you know, again, um, if some people are still experiencing um, mute a muted sound or they're not able to hear me, hopefully they will be able to dial back in. Um, to the show. I apologize for any inconvenience. Of course, again, as I said before, uh, we have to know how to jump around and make sure that we are able to just overcome any challenge that's presented technology-wise, and that's exactly what we are doing. You guys bear with us just for a few seconds while people are dialing back in. Okay. I'm not able to reply via text to about 30 text messages, so so um, hopefully everybody will go ahead and dial back in, and we're going to keep moving with the show. Uh, and, of course, any time that this happens, the you know, technical difficulty, the Internet goes down, anything like that, just always hang up and dial back in. Um, so that you're, you can have a smooth connection, okay? In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and move forward. And, again, I just talked about um, that this is the last Monday for our Becoming a Queen of Action theme. I'll be closing it out today. We're talking about doing it now, getting things done. And so, again, I'm very, very excited um, about this particular theme, and I hope that you guys are willing to take some of the things that you're learning from the show and you're actually ready to put them into action. So let's go ahead and move it up. Let's speed it up a little bit here. We're going to go ahead and do the five new questions of business leadership, right? Because becoming a leader in your business is what it's all about. So I want you guys to be thinking about these questions here. And remember to ask them of yourself as often as you need to. Question number one, what's your functionality today? Again, what's your functionality today? Okay, are you a procrastinator or an action taker? Here's number two. Are you on target with your sales and profit goals this week or month, right? And, you know, this is a very passionate topic for me as well because sales means everything in your business, right? You can make all the profit in the world because that's gross profit, but unless you're able to have pure net profit, you can't really transfer cash into your account because you, you've got to use all of the profit that you have 
to pay your expenses. And so it's very important for you to really be aware of your sales. I can't talk about that enough. Um, number three, what offers do you need to create to reach your sales goals, right? You know, are you looking to do opt-in offers? Are you looking to do free webinars so people can um, see your expertise, right? How will you build your credibility? How will you personally brand yourself and become the ambassador for your business so that you can the number of people that you are attracting to what it is that you have to offer? Here's number four, is your marketing strategy in place? You know, this is something that I talk about time and time again, and I think that I will always talk about marketing in some way on Successful Woman Radio. Why? It's because you're trying to achieve um, a certain level of revenue in your business, but it's not going to happen without the marketing, right? Remember, marketing is a uh, a compilation of methods and strategies that you are using to attract others to what you have. So the key factor in marketing is being clear on your target audience. This is so very, very important, okay? And there are four core areas that you have to be paying attention to, okay? Many of you know what they are already, social media, advertisement, email sequences, and videos. These are the four core areas right now that you need to be utilizing and integrating with your marketing strategy. And last but not least, in the five new questions of business leadership is on a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? And you know, I have to go there and I have to say that you've got to be really truthful with yourself. Am I saying that we lie to ourselves? Child, yes. <laughs> we surely do. We're always ready to put up the defense gate, right? Always ready to say what we what we think people want to hear or what 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 we should be doing, but are we doing it, right? And so, again, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your belief level? Remember, your belief level is directly tied into your actions. If you're taking actions, then you should see goals being accomplished. To do items marked complete on your checklist, right, that is your test. And the one thing that I want to say is that I have to have somebody to hold my hand and help me and show me the proper way of goal setting and taking actions and to stop feeling overwhelmed and taking that stress off of myself. And so if you need that, I'm right here for you, right? And so all you have to do to just get started is take advantage of the free power talks that I talk about all the time, right? A 30 to 45-minute coaching session where we can discuss your challenges or we can discuss ways to monetize your business. We can discuss ways why you taking action seems to be such a hard thing or why you can't seem to get more things done in your business. That's what I'm here for. That's what I teach on every Monday, right? And so this is very, very key. So there you have it, ladies, the five new questions of leadership. And I want you guys to ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to so that you can hone in on your skills and become the CEO that your business needs, not what you need. Because you have to keep in mind and put it in perspective, it's not all about you, baby. It's also about the business. It's also about the customers, right? And that's very, very key. You can't get rewarded until you become the leader that takes your business to the next level, okay? Now, for all of you who are new to Successful Woman Radio, I want to thank you so much for visiting us today, right? Successful Woman Radio is all about, you know, 
keeping you motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. So, baby, mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern and be empowered with information that you will be able to put to use right away every day. If you've missed some episodes of Successful Woman Radio, especially this month, Becoming a Queen of Action, feel free to go to Women About Biz, that's B-I-Z, as in zebra. Go to womenaboutbiz.net and go ahead and click on podcast in the top right menu bar. And from there, you will be able to listen to our previous broadcast for this month. Very, very important. Um, I want to go ahead right now and um, I want to remind all of you that our book of the month, uh, of course, is right there for you on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's so important that you get and pick up your copy. I'm talking about no other than Making Good Habits by Dr. Joyce Meyer. Such an important book, right? This is, this is one of those books where Dr. Joyce just kind of brings it on home for you and tells you like it is and what you should be doing. We're going to continue on with Making Good Habits on through the month of April, and so it's never too late to go ahead and get this and add it to your success library. Now, you do have a success library, right? Hmm? You should. What is a success library? It's books, it's audios, it's videos, things that you can go back to time and time again and look at the wisdom and decide on how you're going to implement those strategies in your very own business, and they continue to help you throughout the years, absolutely. One book that I will never let go of, and that is E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Again, E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Love, love, love the book. As a matter of fact, a lot of my coaching is based on the E-Myth principles. You guys know that I talk about the three roles in business that have to be played at all times, labor manager, entrepreneur, visionary. I learned that more than 18 years ago, uh, you know, with the E-Myth concept strategies, taking the E-Myth courses, you know, getting certified as an E-Myth instructor. You know, and again, I absolutely love E-Myth. It's never led me wrong. It's helped me to grow my business tremendously, and I would recommend all of you get your copy of E-Myth as well. It is totally the what I consider the business Bible for small businesses. So let's go ahead and move right into our topic of the today as we close out our theme on becoming a queen of action, right? Remember, ladies. All this month, my whole goal for you was for you to understand that you have the power and control within your own self to make things happen, and that action is such a magnifier, it's such a catalyst, it's such the spark that flames everything. It, it, it causes you to have more unshakable faith within yourself, right? It, can, it helps you with the process of conviction right? Um, it helps you to uh, believe on levels that you never thought that you could. So really, you are responsible for, for motivating, encouraging your own self and causing your own convictions in what you believe. Nobody else can do that for you. And I want to encourage you that once you start taking at the right kind of action, things will begin to happen for you now. So what kind of action do you need to be taking, first of all? Well, Here's the thing. Don't forget that action is a verb. So action means that you're always supposed to be doing something, right? Action means that you're moving. 
you are building momentum, which is so very important, right? Action is an energy. It's a form of energy. It's like when you don't have energy, when you don't feel like moving around, when you find yourself procrastinating, you stop taking action. And when you stop taking action, you're giving up your power, you're giving it to someone else who, I have no idea, you'll have to ask yourself. But when you stop taking action, things stop happening. And synergy, you know, synergy is when, you know, two or more resources, people, things come together and start working in sync, working in harmony, right? Synergy just goes out the window when you're not taking action, right? And so, again, I want to make sure that you ladies understand this importance, right, that becoming that queen of action means that you're also the queen of your empire. You know, what is the empire? Your empire is whatever you want to put in it, whether it's real estate, whether it is franchises, whether it is, you know, multiple small businesses, right? But you can't begin to wealth stack. Wealth stack means that you are um, having multiple businesses and you now have multiple streams of income coming into you in different ways. But you can't begin to wealth stack until you have your primary business making money and it's able to help in funding new businesses that you are birthing. Okay, and I want you guys to remember that because I get so many people saying, well, are you saying that I can't start more than one business? Are you saying that I shouldn't have more than one? No, I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that you've got to be sensible. Your primary business needs you to be successful. And if you don't have a power team of individuals who can be managers of other areas of different businesses, then you've got to come back and focus because you're not going to be successful in any one, right? It means that you have to be responsible to make that business work, to put everything in place, make sure that you have the labor role, the manager role, the entrepreneur visionary role down packed in that business, that they are all functioning and in synergy and harmony with each other, and that you have a team of people that are able to carry on. Then now you're ready to do some other um, businesses. You're now able to start investing in some other things if that business is bringing in a profit. If not, as the CEO, you've got to go back and you've got to look at that and see what is going on. It's like, let me parallel it for you. It's like if you have a child and that child is not doing well in school and you know that you've got a job that's like um, it's a highly stressed, overwhelmed type of job, or you've got a job that you've got to be to, and you're not able to give the child that attention, but you don't have a choice because the child is not doing good because they're not getting enough attention from you. You know, um, they are not doing good because you're not able to help them with their homework in the evening. You know, somehow you've got to figure out a plan. Somehow you've got to figure out what is happening. Some women, they make a decision to just, cut the budget, go down to the bare minimum, and go ahead and stay home with the kids. Those women that can't afford to do that, then they normally try to get a relative who's willing to homeschool the child or work with the child, or they talk with the teacher about tutoring and different things that they've got to do for the child. But what most moms will not do is let the child keep going on without being able to learn or fail in certain classes. It's the exact same way when we birth a business we can't move on to another business and take flight 
just because one business is not doing good. We've got to make sure and put ourselves in check, and we've got to make sure that we're taking action, that we are doing the things that we are supposed to be doing for our businesses. So what I want to do is I want to talk to you about essential steps for taking action now, doing it now, getting things done, okay? So here we go. The first thing that I think that's a problem and that we sometimes often share in common as women is that we just want to put too much doggone thought into getting things done, don't we? Hmm. We just want to keep talking and talking and talking and talking about it, planning and planning and planning and planning, keeping it in our head, but it's an actual form of procrastination, and it's our subconscious mind that's really trying to sabotage what it is that we are trying to do, right? So, again, this is why it's so important that as you look at becoming a queen of action, there's one thing that has to happen. You have to have a commitment, a pact with yourself, right? And so I'm going to say that's number one. That has to be essential. You must have a commitment, a pact with yourself that no matter how much fear, no matter how much you want to stop and just be lazy about it or procrastinate on it, no matter what the excuse, whether it is valid or invalid, it doesn't really matter, excuse when it's an excuse, you are still going to move forward and take action on the things that you have purpose, right? That is so very, very important. Now, the next essential thing that I think is key, you've got to get this one thing straight, ladies. You've got to understand the process of goal setting, how it comes about, why it's so pivotal and key in everything that you do. So I want to quickly, again, go over the hierarchy of, you know, and the process of how things are supposed to happen in order for you to start manifesting, okay? So the first thing that has to happen is you have to know what it is that you want to experience at some given time frame, right? We call it a vision. It means that you can see it. It makes you excited. You know, you want to put it into action. But that can't happen until you take it from the spiritual realm of yourself, because it's all in your your mind, right? So you've got to be able to take it from the spiritual realm and transfer it into the physical realm. And from the physical realm, it means that you need to go ahead and write it down, make it plain on paper, right? Now, once you write it down, hopefully what you understand is that for every vision that you have, and I hope all of you know by now you just don't have one vision. All of us want to have different experiences. Please take note that I interchange the word what it is that you want to experience and vision as one and the same, okay? So whatever it is that you want to experience, no matter how many experiences you want to have, whether it's for your life or whether it's for your business, right, you want to make sure that, again, you're taking that experience, that vision that you see from the spiritual realm, moving it to the physical realm, and that you are writing it down and manifesting it by setting goals. And see, this is where goals come into play, because you're just not writing it down, but you are actually, what I want you to start doing is I want you to be definite of purpose with goal setting. And what that means is jot it down as a bullet point, okay? You're going to write your goals down as a bullet point, a very concise phrase um, or sentence structure that's short in nature. But to be definite of purpose, that means that you not only write your goal down, you actually state how much you want or when it's going to happen or what it is 
specifically, right? For example, if I say my goal is is that by the end of June I want to have made a lot of money, that's not helping me because the key to goal setting is measurable, okay? You have to be able to measure your goals. And you can't measure and hold yourself accountable if you have not properly, um, you know, be very direct with your purpose of what you want, right? So instead of saying I want to make a lot of money by June, I need to be able to say I want to make $50,000 by June, okay? I want to make $100,000 by December 1st, 2022, right? Only then can I back up to where I am now and make a map, make a blueprint, and a plan to actually get there, right? And this is where you have to be very, very focused, and this is where you have to be taking the right kinds of action, which is why goal setting is the foundation to all things to come. It is the point of manifestation. It is the foundation, as a matter of fact, for manifestation. So for every vision, for every experience you want to have within a specific time frame, there needs to be goals with an S, plural, right? Because normally it takes more than one goal to get something accomplished. So there has to be goals to make it happen. The next thing that's very important is that the sparks that are going to set the flame up under the goals and boil it to the point of where it is happening, right, are tasks, to-do lists, right? Tasks are the implementers. They are the sparks that flame the fire right up under the goal setting, right? And goal setting thus is per uh, is supporting your vision. And so there you have all of your tasks. And so for every goal that you have set, you have to have tasks to complete the goal. And then, of course, with tasks, you always have to ask yourself, are there any challenges to accomplishing this task? If there are, you have to stop right there and find a solution, right? And then that task and all of your tasks can then be plotted on your calendar or they can be delegated, Right? Either way, you got to follow up with yourself or follow up with the person whom you delegated to. Either way, you have got to then plot them in your calendar, set deadlines, and be responsible for making it happen by following up, right? Very, very key. I think where most women get caught at is right there at the task stage. Most women have challenges trying to figure out how they're going to overcome a particular challenge and find a solution for it. But the problem is, as women, we always are trying to do everything on our own. I don't know what that is about, but we're always trying to go buy some book and shortcut and try to figure it out. Is there anything wrong with buying a book? Is there anything wrong with watching a video to try to figure it out? No. But that's not the mindset of a CEO. What a CEO does is that, hey, I don't have the person at this moment who's going to help me get this done, who's going to help me to make this happen, but I'm on the hunt. Let me call other business owners that I know. Let me call Coach Trina. Let me see who she can refer to me that can help me. Let me pay attention to other business women who are having success, and let me see, you know, who are they using to take care of certain things for them. And so, again, as a CEO, you've got to change. You've got to have a paradigm shift. You've got to change your whole mindset when it comes to taking action now. And this is why some of you are not seeing things happen fast enough. It's because you're trying to do it all yourself. You're playing. You're pushing paper. You're that little girl that has paper all over the place playing secretary, and you're not getting things done because you're playing. 
And I was explaining this to a friend just today that a lot of the times as women, we have a tendency to believe that we are doing everything right because we are so doggone busy. We're busy being busy, right? But in actuality, that's not the case. But I think women are paralleling being busy with with getting somewhere and accomplishing something is because we are used to multitasking everywhere else in our lives. We're used to having to pick the kids up uh, or, or cook dinner or go here or do that or do things at one time, um, keeping things happening and moving forward. But it doesn't necessarily work that way in business. What's going to happen in business is that you're going to keep on writing all of these visions out, but because you're not goal setting properly and and keeping within the hierarchy system that I'm trying to tell you really works, what happens is is that the goals don't get accomplished. You're pushing dates off. You keep uh, in your calendar. You keep pushing from one month to another. And for some people, they've pushed one year to the next, right? So again, if you want to be queen of your empire, if you want to take the throne and you want to sit at the helm of your throne and you want to make sure that you are able to generate the revenue you desire, you know, generate the leads that you desire, have all of the things that make up your empire, then you've got to be willing to have a paradigm shift when it comes to taking action. Right? So we've talked about commitment, making a pact. We've talked about the hierarchy of visioning. I've given you guys that, right? So next, let's talk about some other things, essential steps, right, uh, that are going to help you. So number three is know your why. I think this is very important right here. What's your story? Why are you starting this business in the first place? What is it that you want from the business, right? And and you know what? Stop living the facade. Oh, I just want to help people. Girl, you know you want to make money. That is the crux of a business. That's the whole point. So come on now. Let's stop. Oh, I just want to make a little bit. Or I just, you know, look, stop saying what you think will impress other people and state your claim. Do you want to make some money? Then say so. Right? I started this business because I wanted to make some money. I wanted to have a way that I could have a flexible income, take vacation, do things with my family. I wanted to be in control. I wanted to claim my own empire. That's what I want to do. But in order to do that, I'm willing to be fair. I'm willing to create win-win situations. I'm willing to bless the lives of other people, of course. Absolutely. But primary is I want to make some money. Nobody starts a business just to help other people. And I think the sooner we realize that and are admitting that, the more we're going to build the right kind of belief to get us to where we need to be. Yes, one of the side effects of your business is that it's helping people. And if you provide good customer service and and, and different things, those people are going to share and refer uh, others to you. But the primary benefit to you is you're making money. You're absolutely making money, and I think that is so very, very important. So you need to know your why, and you need to be real with yourself. You need to be straight and upfront, authentic, transparent with your own self. Am I saying we lie to ourselves all the time, all the time, right? We do whatever it takes to make ourselves feel better because sometimes we don't like to go in that space uh, where we're disappointed in ourselves because it can take you down if you don't know how to bring yourself back up. But honesty is always the best policy with yourself. 
You can't be honest to others and lie to yourself. It doesn't work that way. I know that for a fact, right? Here's the, the number four thing that I think is important. As we are putting a closure to our topic, becoming a queen of action, we're, we're talking about uh, right now, doing it now, Get just let's get things done, right? Okay? I think it's very, very important also that you have a holding tank or a holding space to collect all of your thoughts, your ideas, all of the things that come to mind that you want to put into play for your business. Because if you try to keep everything in your mind, it's not going to work. So you have to kind of have a holding tank for that, right? That somewhere that you can trust, that you can go back to every single day and have not only a bird's eye view for your business, but a holding tank that helps you to keep things organized. Therefore, you can brain dump and have your mind clear to go ahead and be that CEO that you need to be, right? So some of the things to to do this and to keep yourself uh, uh, undistracted, right, to keep yourself uh, focused is that, number one, I've shared that, write your thoughts down, right? Uh, I keep a journal by my bedside. I have a journal in my office. Right, and then I also have a holding tank. And one of the tools that I've used recently is called Airtable, A-I-R-T-A-B-L-E. And I learned about this from a team that I'm working with in Lit Magazine and um, Shamiko Cole. You know, they were using Airtable. I looked at Airtable. I said, hey, this might be what I'm looking for as far as having an overview um, and a, having a holding tank uh, in order for me to move things to my to-do list or things for my virtual assistant to take care of, right? So it's working out perfectly for me. Um, and, you know, again, I'm hoping to have a workshop in April to basically take action to the next level to show you ladies how you can use these various tools that I mentioned to really put things into play very quickly, right? The next thing I think that you want to do is you definitely want to make sure that you are, you know, cleaning your inbox out twice a day and that anything that you need to follow up on, that you are actually creating maybe a follow-up folder so that every day, uh, or twice a day, any emails that are coming through, you are following up. Anything that needs to be um, answered right away, maybe you have another folder in your email that says uh, action today, meaning you got to reply, take the action to it today, right? Now, what I have found to be helpful from an email perspective is that I try to push all of my emails that really just need follow-up, I put those in one folder because that's not an emergency, but it is something that needs to be tended to um, immediately, right? But then anything that needs to be responded to, instead of sitting there and stopping it with every email, I go ahead and put all emails that need to be responded to, I put them in a folder by themselves, and then any emails that are like coming to me from subscriptions or uh, people just sending me e-newsletters or anything like that, you know, I have a folder for e-newsletters, and then the rest I tend to archive to keep my inbox clean. Okay, very, very important, right? The other thing I think is very key as you are looking at, you know, uh, gathering and collecting your ideas and different things that are going to help you to eventually take action on them is to remember to be very um, 
very silent and know how to listen to what people are asking you for so that you can hone in on your sales closure skills, right? Take notes when talking to other people. You know, jot down records. And one of the tools that does that really well is a CRM, a customer relations manager. Um, This is a tool that not only is a database, but it also allows you to take notes on each contact that you have, uh, keep them in chronological order or, or date order, whichever one you want. It also allows you to send emails out to them, um, and then the email copy goes within your system, right? So it's really dependent upon what profession you're in as to what CRMs tend to do the best. Okay, and that's very important for you to know and understand. Now, what do I use? So I can only tell you what I use as a consultant, as a service provider um, for my website company, Simple Easy Web. I use a company called 17hats.com. They are the perfect CRM for my website clients, for my salespeople and my managers to work on that. So they use 17hats.com. Why? Because they're offering a service. They need to be able to invoice the client. Um, They need to be able to take notes and add those notes to the client for other um, web designers to see. Um, They need to be able to send out messages to the client. So all of those things you are able to do in 17 hats, right, Uh, plus keep up with all the invoices and all the different processes that go on in web design. So that's why we use 17 hats. However, some people who are service providers, photographers, massage therapists, coaches, consultants, tutors, they like using a, uh, a product called Dove Sato. And I have used that, and I can, te- you know, give testimony that it's an excellent product, D-U-B-S-A-D-O.com. The difference is with Dove Sato, Dove Sato is not as user-friendly at first because you really need to set everything up, and if you're not really inclined then you definitely have to hire somebody to set that up for you, and that could run you anywhere between $500 to $1,200. But it is a mean running machine once you get that thing set up, right? So it does similar to the same things, but it also has auto workflow, um, and it has just so many other features that you can use as a customer relation manager. Invoicing, um, people can sign their agreements and, and everything electronically. It sends out emails. Uh, you can have a client portal. That's just all kinds of things that you can do with Subtle. So it depends on the type of service you have and how much access you want your clients to have, and then does it have all of the things that you need it to have, right? But I am bringing up dubsado.com because it is a very good CRM for service providers, right? Very, very important for you to know that. And then um, another thing in gathering and collecting data, your ideas, your thoughts, taking that you might take action on later, right, is that I think it's important for you twice a day to make sure that you're doing um, actions that are needed to be completed today and also follow-up for the day. I think that's very, very important, okay? I can't talk about that enough. So number four was gather and collect, okay, information that you will be taking action on later. So gather and collect, okay? The next one and number five, which I think is very, very key as well, is you've got to know the relationship between your calendar and your goals and your to-do items, which is so very important. This is why I say every Sunday evening, 
what you need to be doing is making sure that you know the goal that you want to accomplish by Friday, right? That goal should be supporting some vision or experience that you're wanting to have. So you should know the goal or goals with an S, plural, that you want to accomplish by Friday. Then you're going to back up to where you are and say, okay, what are the tasks necessary in order to see those goals come to fruition? And then those tasks need to either be delegated or you're going to keep them yourself and perform them, right? And even if you delegate them, you have to make sure that you're writing the right instruction for whomever you're delegating to. That's very, very important. Once you do that, you're now ready to plan it and schedule it. So that's number five, plan it, schedule it, okay? Plan it, schedule it. That's so very, very important, okay? Once you plan it and schedule it, that becomes your blueprint. And your calendar is what should be keeping you on track and keeping you focused. That's why I normally give myself time slots to do a lot of different things. But when I first started placing my task in my calendar time slots, I would double pad the time because I wasn't quite sure of how long it was going to take me, and I didn't want anything getting in its place. So take, take note of that and double pad it to get yourself used to using your planner for all of your action items, okay? Very, very important, right? And, again, as I said before, what tends to trip women up when it comes to tasks is, is that they, get, they start procrastinating. Women start procrastinating whenever their task presents a challenge. And instead of them working through the challenge, trying to find a solution, uh, consulting with someone, getting some coaching, someone to hold their hands to get through this challenge, um, they don't do that. Instead, they're trying to figure it out all on their own when, when if you have not been through that challenge, you don't know how to deal with that challenge, right? And so we've got to start having our aha moments a lot faster and knowing how to move faster because I think what's happening here in many cases is that we are forgetting what we want, what's the end result. Because to be honest with you, that's, a, that's the primary focus right there, the end result. How we got there how we got there, we should be concerned about getting there efficiently and quickly. We should be concerned about, you know, shortening our learning curves and moving forward. That's what we should be concerned about. So, again, I definitely want to remind you of that, right? And then here's number six, and I think this is very key, and I don't want to insult anyone, but sometimes we do crappy work, right? Um, we do things have way. And so number six is don't do crappy work, right? That means tasks and different things we have, we're rushing through them so fast that it's half done. It makes us look bad, and especially if the customer is the end user, they're going to not, you know, think much of you. You're going to decrease your credibility with them. So don't do things messy. Don't do sloppy work, low-quality work. Don't do that. Try to do everything with professionalism. Do everything in decent order, you know, and, and stop being overwhelmed to the point to where you're just handing people anything, but you are doing quality work. That's so very important. This is why those of you who are in a service business, don't trip yourself up and say you can get something done in three days and then pressure yourself to get it done in three days when you know it should take seven to ten days because oftentimes there has to be reviews, there has to be edits, changes, all of these different things. And when you give the client that picture of three days, they're like on it. They're like, where is it? 
I want it. This is one of the things that I had to learn the hard way. So now what I do is I double pad my time on everything. If, if Even if I know it's only going to take me a few days, well, good. If I get done early, it's going to be impressive to the client because I said seven days, it only took two, right? And so these are things that are very important. I'm always correcting myself on my own rules all the time. No, don't forget this or that, right? So that's very, very important as well. And then number seven. As you look to do it now, just let's get things done. Girl, you need to just cut that phone ringer off and just let the calls go to your voicemail, even if it's, um, even if it's leads. If it is leads and you're concerned that you may lose the lead and they'll call someone else, then get yourself an answering service right? What's the problem with that, right? Get yourself an answering service. And again, you know, I know all of the the kickback on a lot of the things that I'm saying. Then they're done that with a lot of clients, right? And I know some of you are saying, Katrina, you are uh, saying a lot of things, and I don't have the money for all of that. Well, see, this is where the problem is. This is where the problem is. Somewhere in your subconscious mind, you've already decided what you can't do because you don't have the money. And as a result, procrastination seeps in, you're not able to manifest, and you're self-sabotaging all over the place because you have given power to an inanimate object that can't do a doggone thing for you. You've got to cut it out. Cut it out. Put on your big girl panties and figure it out. If you figure out monies that you can come up with for clothes, shoes, flat screen TVs, going on vacations, and other things, then you can figure out how you can come up with money to at least get a virtual assistant for five hours a week, to at least make some things happen. How can you use interns? How can you use your teenagers who are more tech savvy than you are probably, right? So stop putting the blame on the money because it is you that make money, baby, and not the money that makes you, right? Don't get that twisted. Don't get it twisted, girl. You've got more power than you would ever know. So you need to start manifesting those things in your life. And then here's the other thing that I think is so very, very important. Be proactive, right? you got to be proactive. This is the last thing that I want to tell you about. Be proactive. Proactive means doing things ahead of time. If they are prepared ahead of time, then you're not going to keep tripping over yourself. You are going to be able to make things happen for yourself. So very, very key, right? It is obviously impossible for you to be uh, prepared for everything. You're going to have some bumps in the road. But what you can do by being proactive, it will help you to handle those bumps in the road, those things that fall through the cracks. So I want to encourage you to be a proactive queen and not be a queen that's reactive to everything going on in your life and your business, right? So very important. So I hope that you ladies will take these points that I have given you and that you will start doing things now and stop allowing things to fall by the wayside and causing your to-do list to go on and on and on and on and on without you ever taking any action. And then the to-do list gets so long that you are procrastinating on it because you are overwhelmed right? It is time for you to truly be the queen of action. It is time for you to truly have a power team of people to help you shorten your learning curve and to move fast and to become the 
CEO that you need to become for your business. That's it, ladies. That's all I have for today. My love to you. Thank you so much for, you know, putting up with all that coughing I was doing early on in the show, allergies acting up a little crazy. You know, thank you for listening to the episode today. Thank you for being here and supporting Successful Woman Radio. And again, stay tuned on womenaboutbiz.net as we provide you with updates on the next I Am Worthy Challenge and all of the other things that are getting ready to come out um, in April. So very, very excited. Have a beautiful, abundant, and a productive week this week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.